Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rink Rat Report podcast. We're back after a long and, I'd say, disappointing offseason. This is this is the first offseason off since, I'd say, 03, 04, where we're left just what happened, pretty much. I'm here, Josh Cooper, joining me live this time. No longer in Leicester. No, no longer in Leicester, first live guest. Yeah. Not bad. Happy to be here, fired up for the new year. Let's get it going. Monumental, monumental. Okay, uh, not much to cover in terms. We're in the dog days. We're almost there. Sunday, first preseason game, Yotes and Knights. So let's get into some. Let's take a look at our, our buds and see what's going on here. We have a solid show ahead. We're going to take a look at the off season, review that, analyze the hell out of it, obviously, because I mean, Kyle Dubas and his bowling ball sized genitalia, just. Rocked Leaf Nation this offseason. A lot of things to talk about there. We're going to look at the current lines, what camp is going to look like, because there are a lot of question marks. There's a lot more question marks than people on Twitter are pointing out right now due to injuries and additions and everything. And then we're going to play a little game of up-down. We're going to go through the Leafs lineup and see who's going to go up from last season and who's going to drop off. So why don't we get started? Let's take a look at what happened this offseason. Want to start Tyson Berry? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the biggest news of the offseason. Um, I don't think it's surprising that the Leafs acquired a right-shot defenseman. That was like the worst-kept secret, maybe <laughs> in the entire NHL, that they were looking for that. But I think a lot of people were surprised that they had to move Kadri for it. I don't think anybody is necessarily happy to see him go. I mean, he was a homegrown kid, played with 100% effort all the time. Look, we, we literally watched this player grow up into a really good NHL sentiment, and it's Horrible, and it's tough to see him go. Um, in my opinion, I love Tyson Berry. I think he's going to be a great player on this team. A lot of offensive upside, good skater, good vision, can snap that puck off the, up the ice. But I think for this deal for the Leafs to really be worth it, it's going to come down to Alex Kerfoot. I mean, he's going to need to step into that third-line center role that Kadri has masterfully played in last year and in the last couple of years, really. And, I, I mean, I'm not sure if he could do it. He's had a good last couple of years, especially last year he was good. But it, it's going to be tough, especially if he gets the hard matchups every night. I mean, who knows what Babcock's going to do. Maybe it'll be Tavares getting the hard matchups. But, I mean, it's going to come down to him. How, how he performs is really going to determine how this deal is looked back on. Because we know Cadge is going to go to Colorado, and he's going to have a great year. He really is. He's a great player. He's got a little fire under his ass now. So... I mean, it's tough to see him go, but I really think if Kerfoot comes in and is a solid third-line center, then we will look fondly on this deal. Very nice to done. One thing I underrated about Kadri's game, when he came up, he was in the, through the draft, he was not a two-way player. And he molded himself from what people were considering bad attitude, selfish player, bad habits on the ace, to the, a very ideal two-way center that had 30 goals back-to-back. Now, Tyson Berry comes in. Uh, great calves on the kid, so you know he's going to be a great defenseman back there. Just an absolute monster in terms of power play production. I mean, 25 points last year. So let's get right into it. Do you think he's going to play on the first power play? 100%, yeah. You think so? Out of Morgan Riley? I think he's more skilled than Morgan Riley. I think, I mean, Morgan Riley, you can't turn your nose at 52 points, and I think it was, and then God knows how many last year. He absolutely lit the lamp, but... I think Tyson Berry's a lot more skilled. He's a very good skater as well. I mean, 
in that power play, God knows what he can do. The sky's the limit, I think, there. Uh, with Alex Kerfoot, as you said, it's going to be a bit awkward. I mean, he was playing with, I think, decent wingers last year. He's going to be faced with tough wingers to start the year. There's no other way to put it. If he's playing center, he's currently projected to get Trevor Moore and Kasperi captain. Now, with Hyman out and Mitch Marner out, potential, knock on, like, hopefully he's not. But, but with Hyman out and Mitch Marner out, I mean, those guys move up. Who's Kerfoot getting? I mean, you're not putting up 42 points with Kenny Agostino yeah. on your right wing there. So that was a really interesting move. Uh, notably, Callie Rosen gone, but I mean, who cares? I have another question about that deal. So as you said, Kadri obviously matured a lot from where he started, especially on the ice. But do you think the suspensions in the last two playoff series played any role? And if so, how big of a role in the fact that he was the one, the piece that ended up being dealt for a right shot defense? Because we heard about a lot of guys. We heard about Kapanen. We heard about Janssen. We heard about possibly one of those 2D that we have. So do you think that contributed to it at all? I mean, you'd like to think that two decisions weren't the ultimatum in terms of trading a player, especially a player of his caliber. I mean, I think it was more so just the right deci- uh, the right fit in terms of the trade. I mean, right shot defenseman. That's just the big, bold label on this trade, and that's what they got. They have two very good centers ahead of Kadri. It was tough to kind of watch even on the power play when they brought Tavares in they promised him you know they promised him at the beginning of the year you will remain on that power play and towards the end of the year did it look like he deserved to be on that power play didn't look good he didn't have uh line mate he didn't have Mitch Marner on his wing anymore driving points for him as well so it was it was offensively it was a weak year for Kadri offensively it was he wasn't put in the best situations five on five but it was a tough year offensively and I think they looked at that and said, we need a defenseman more than we need a third-line center. So moving on from that, I'm going to go back back one trade. I think it was a couple of hours. When I saw we got Cody Ceci, I, I was like, this better not be the right shot defenseman we were promised this offseason. And I think a lot of us thought that when we acquired him, he wasn't going to still be on the team at this point. And he is. And it seems like he uh, is going to be... A top four defenseman on this team, which if you watched any Ottawa Senators action the last two years, especially, it's he's definitely not been a top four defenseman, to put it bluntly. So that's going to be an interesting a little experiment going on there. Yeah, oh my God. I, like, I, I posted it, but that game where Vanek had three assists against him, like, I've never seen anyone look more like a fish out of water out there in my life. I mean, it was he he doesn't put up offensive numbers and he's not very good defensively. So I mean, like office space, you got to sit him down and he'll, what exactly is it that you do here? And I mean, they must see something in him to keep him around, especially at that price tag over 4 million dollars cuz you know they wanted to try to squeeze Gardner back onto this team, and of course. Unfortunately, it was not in the cards, but uh Maybe, you know, maybe we look at this with an open mind this year and we say, okay, he's playing with Morgan Riley, which is by a mile the best defense partner he's had, right? Or even Jake Muzzin. Or either him or Muzzin, exactly. So hopefully, you know, he comes out, new team, new faces, fresh start, and he performs. But I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty skeptical. That is the one move that Dubas has made so far where I'm like, I really don't get that one. 
But we'll see. We'll see. I do. We got rid of Zaitsev. No, I know. I know. I know. But it's just, it's just tough. Signing him to four million. For sure. For sure. But, but then who replaces? Who, who slots into that top four spot that is actually a top four defenseman if he's not there? I mean, ideally, almost anyone's better than him, but. It's a tough position there. I mean, I, I look at our top four D and I say, wow, like we are almost at an elite level of ten, in terms of top four defensemen. And then we got, it's like the four wheels on the shopping cart. I mean, one of them's always just not working. Huh. And <laughs> this of, one's really, this one's really not working. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, again, let's say, let's say they start Muzz and Barry. And let's say that's their quote unquote number one pairing. They get sort of the tougher minutes. Mm-hmm. And Riley and CeCe play a little more in an offensive role. Maybe that will work out. Who knows? I mean... It'll be interesting to see how Barry is used. I mean, I was looking at the numbers. He's mainly deployed as an offensive in an offensive role. Uh, like, looking at the past three seasons, 64% in the offensive zone starts. 64, 62, and 58. I mean, Morgan Riley, when you take a look at it, he was not deployed... Like that, he has not been deployed like that. Pretty much, he was fifty-five last year, which is okay. But I mean, sixty-four. It'll be tough to put him out that there that much, and it'll be interesting to see how Tyson Berry adapts to that kind of thing. But, anyways, moving on. Another big trade that there was was uh, the Marlow one, a first-round pick to free up six point two five million for one season. I mean, that's... That's painful. I mean, the, we knew when that contract was signed that the third most year. likely that third year, it would be at least a weak year for Marlowe's on-ice performance. We didn't expect, I think, him to basically deteriorate as he did this oh. season. He was... I mean, in the playoffs, he was just horrendous. And I say that with the utmost respect. He's had a great career. But it was ugly. It was hard to watch. And it is hard to stomach having to move a first-round pick, Especially in next year's draft, which I think is going to be a pretty strong first round. But, I mean, you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. I'm sure Dubas exhausted all options to get mm-hmm. rid of that contract. And he, he had to give a first round pick to get rid of it. That contract could not have been on our team this year. We would not have been able to sign a multitude of players. So, again, it's a tough pill to swallow, but we're in this for the long haul. Would you rather have $6 million of cap space and be able to sign all the guys you want? Or would you rather have the first-round pick in the draft? I mean, it, it's a toss-up, but I think most Leaf fans, if it means that they can and knock on wood that Mitch Marner ends up getting signed and we were able to keep Janssen and Kapanen, then I think most Leaf fans will accept that. So that's the way I'm looking at that trade. Of course. I mean, yeah, the first-round pick, I was very surprised by that. But when you look at it, I think it was players over 35 when they – are bought out it's the full 6.25 even though he didn't have much salary left which kind of most teams shied away from they didn't i guess didn't see him as worth having him on the on the team for that much money i mean when we signed him i thought just dump him over to arizona we're all good but i mean arizona i don't know i mean even even the sharks have told him even on like a one-year very low salary deal that they don't even want him on the team which is a tough pill to swallow, I'm sure. But, I mean, it's a young man's league, and he's not that. So, wow. again, we just got to gotta stomach that and move on as well. Always got to bring up the career, though. I mean, the guy's, the guy's an absolute horse. Great career. Uh, moving on. Other things, the Janssen and Kapanen extensions. I mean, I think the, both of those are very fair. They're both pretty good deals. 
there. Um, the in terms of the backup, the backup was a little surprising. I mean, we got we got David Clarkson back. A little, a little sandpaper to line up. Um, but the backup situation to me, uh, like getting rid of Garrett Sparks, so he's not he's out of the picture. And now we have Michael Neuverth and Michael Hutchinson. I mean, I don't think Kaskasua, from what I've seen, I, he's not an NHL goalie. He'll be in the AHL. He'll be mentoring Wool. He'll be mentoring Ian Scott. But so the, the battle to me is between Neuverth and Hutchinson, and I don't like that battle too much. Yeah, there's not a lot of upside there for sure. I mean, what we need, we need a goalie to come in and give us 30 games. 30. Honestly, 30 games. That I would love. I, I'm, we're, I know we're never going to see that. We'll probably see Anderson start 65-ish again. But I would love oh, yeah. to see Anderson with a smaller workload, 50 to 55 games started, a little more rested for the playoffs. But again, I just don't see either of these guys giving us 20, 25, 30 solid games in relief. I mean, I know Hutchinson was good, but it was such a small sample size for us yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. And is it possible that they have another move coming? Who knows? Like, but right now, it looks like a battle between those two. Where would you lean right now if you had to pick from those two? Honestly, I mean, Hutchinson was okay. I, I personally, it's just maybe a personal vendetta kind of thing. When I look at a starting um, a matchup between two teams, and I look at the starting goalie, and I say, there is no way that team wins because of the, that goalie is starting, then I totally write them off. I did that with... What's his name in Winnipeg right now? He was on Edmonton. It was a Le- it was a game Leafs Edmonton. I'll look his name up. I, I, that's embarrassing that I don't know hmm. it. But and then Hutchinson in Florida. I mean, I had seen what he had done in Winnipeg, and I was just like, this. There's no way he wins these games. And he, he put up a go- he laid an egg on the ice, and then we unfortunately traded for him. And now there's a realistic possibility that he's a backup for us. So where do I lean? I'm uh, I'm mainly leaning towards Hutchinson. I know Neuverth has put up the better years in the past, but Hutchinson is more... We've seen more from him. It's, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-recently kind of league. And Neuverth has not put up numbers in a very long time, and he's been very injured. It was really cool to see him come in and say that the Leafs are the Real Madrid of the NHL. I'm so happy to be here. But the last time he put up 900 numbers, I mean, it was... It, in between that is a one and four record, eight five nine four two seven goals against, and he was injured all year. And then years before that, he was injured and injured and injured. I I, can, I don't remember the last time he went a full season without an injury. So that's where I'm mainly leaning towards Hutchinson Anderson, and I'm a little afraid about Anderson's workload because he even came out and said last year. This is a little much. It is. And I mean, we looked at it, we saw it last year with Boston. They were able to spell Tuka Rask. I think, how many games did he start last year? Around it 50, was I'm pretty sure. 45. It was 40, last year. Yeah. It was 45. And, and we saw how he was unbelievable the entire playoff run until game seven. Eight, but he was 46. unreal. And I, I think that starts. there's no statistics behind it, but I'm pretty sure that Anderson would also love to have a couple more games off and be a little more rested. The thing is, and I just have to remind everyone, I did play CIS hockey. Yes, so I know more true. than hockey DB, Joseph I know more than you, but with a starting goaltender, I mean it's playing seventy games as Tukarask we've seen him do, put up great regular season numbers, but then late wasn't the sharpest in the off season. It has to do with that mental fatigue. And I mean 
if you ask him, he probably really wouldn't have wanted to start 45 games this year. And But also, it is notable that the Bruins probably didn't want to start him more than 45 this year because at points, Halak was just better than him, which is shocking because that's Halak is, what, one or two seasons removed from being on waivers for everyone to take. And now he's the almighty backup of the NHL. So to see this backup situation... It's not ideal for the Leafs, and I really hope that something materializes in terms of us getting a cheap backup that's able to start 30 games and give us a 9-10 to 9-15 save percentage and not lose us games totally when fans have traveled all the way from Toronto to Ottawa to watch our team try to ship these Senators, but then we lose because, well, I'm not going to put that whole game on Sparks, and I'm not going to say who did that, but that was a little disappointing. Current lines. Let's take a look at those. So where do you slot David Clarkson in here? Huh. Right next to Dave Bolin. <laughs> the, the, the island. The island. Right next to Dave Bolin. Um, so big things to note is, as I said, Hyman out, Marner out to start camp, and Dermott out to start camp. So this really shuffles the lines up right here. Uh, in my opinion, I've been very vocal. I don't, even, I don't even think I've given an opinion on Jeremy Bracco this summer, but I mean... His YouTube videos have been getting me some views. Check those out. Joseph Pizzamenti on the YouTube channel. I screwed up. That's why it's not called Ring Rat Report. But Jeremy Bracco right now is primed to be put in a, a position to make the team, and it's a little concerning if he doesn't. I mean, if Mitch Marner doesn't start the year with the Leafs, Jeremy Bracco, I think, is 100% going to be on the team to start the year. Because, as I've said, he, he, he's not the best to play down in the lineup because he's not very physical. His defensive game lacks. There's times where he looks a little lost. He, I don't see him challenging the points much. He's not very physical. But his offensive talent is there, no questions asked. I mean, just look at that backhand toey in overtime against the Rochester Americans in, in the playoffs. That was just... That was sick. It was, it was utterly stupid. So... There's a nice spot in the top six right now for Jeremy Bracco to make it. I don't totally write him off as a player, but it's going to be very, very, very disappointing. And it might spell the end of his Leafs tenure if he can't crack the lineup in the third year of his entry-level deal here. So let's say Mitch Marner does sign. They clean that right up now. on the roster. Where would you think he slots in there? Because if you want to put him... This is what... For me, I think his talent will, will shine through. and Even if he's put in on a third line role, I think he'll still be fine. But think about it from Mike Babcock's perspective. If that third line is supposed to be more of a checking line. Oh, he's not there. He's not there, right? He's, he's, not there. he's going to start the year in the Marlies, and then maybe, an in, barring injuries, he won't, like, there has to be an injury in order for him to come up. But I think he'll completely shred the AHL this year. I think so, too. I mean, right. it's unfortunate because you know Mike Babcock's coming in that mindset where, He's going to either have a slot in an offensive role or he's not going to be on the team, I don't exactly. think, which is unfortunate because like, the upside is huge there. His offensive talent is elite. He's a great uh, sorry, a great passer. He's not a great skater, but his vision is unreal. Like That will travel to the NHL level. He opens sure. up his hips very well. He has that move. Exactly. The Jeff Skinner, they call it. Um, That's completely sick. So, I mean, I think most Leaf fans want to see him on the team, but where, where do you slot him in? Like... You're in the top right spot. now, I'm looking at the top six of this team. It's Hyman, Tavares, Marner, Johnson, mm-hmm. Matthews, Nylander. I think that's it. And with Hyman, I think Trevor Moore probably slots into that 
role on the first line. What do you think? I'd like to see that. That one's, I mean, Trevor Moore, Zach Hyman, they both play, They their boards play is both very good. I mean, I don't think we'll see the sort of like, Hyman, there was a, there's a thing about like his four checking ability is just incredible. And he's mastered it over yeah. what is three or four year NHL career. So that's where Hyman has the experience over more, but Moore did a very good job in the fourth line in that fourth line role, uh, checking, getting the puck along the boards. I believe he knocked over Chara, I think at one point in the playoffs last year. I mean, for a five ten kid that I think almost weighs less than me right now, like that's, it was impressive to see him play with such heart. So yeah, he's got. I, I agree. He's got game for sure. He's gonna. He's gonna. Have a, I believe have a prominent role at least this year. And I think he's only being paid for like seven fifty. Yeah, it's oh, great. What a sick joke. So if, if so, let's say Hyman is there. Is the do you, are we looking at a third line of Moore, Kerfoot, and Kapanen then? Oh, that's gonna be a tough one to say. Um, I think. I think so. I think. See, I'm. I'm just right saying now. that's probably the mix of the top nine that we're gonna be looking at. This yeah, season. unless they change things up, maybe they go something along the lines of goat. I don't want to see goat there, but so I'm gonna say Engvall. I like Engvall a lot more than Freddie the Goat. He brings that size, but he brings a lot more skill than Freddie the Goat. I mean, Fred, great guy, but I got to meet him. I was pretty cool. I mean, meeting any Leafs is pretty kill, but he just pushes the puck around the ice. He does not do anything. So maybe they move Kerfoot to the wing, bring Spezza up to play center, and then put Engvall in that fourth line role, and then they move more down to the fourth line and put him somewhere like that. Or, yeah, or else it would be Kerfoot, Moore, and Kapanen. And, I mean, that amount of grit. I mean, from what I've seen from Alexander Kerfoot, he brings a good amount of grit. He's not the biggest guy, but... A lot of his goals are just from working his ass off in front of the net, in the corners, everything. So that'll be interesting there to see that line. Kapanen, I mean, I think he got He was with Matthews a little bit. He lit the lamp. He put everyone on notice. But, I mean, he's, he's, got, a, he's got some things to work on still. Namely his shot. His shot is incredibly hard, but it's, it's a, it sprays all over the place. You can't accurately put it, but... So, and in terms of most of his chances all came off the rush, I'd like, really like to see him get a cycle game going. So maybe with these two, yeah. you, I, you I add like that grit. Because he needs to take more, like, take better, better advantage shot. of his offensive zone opportunities. He creates a lot. He does, but it just doesn't seem to end up in the back of the net enough. Especially when he played with Matthews last year. It was just like something, something was missing. They could get up the ice, no problem. He, him... In the neutral zone, he's so good at transitioning that puck up the ice. But once it gets there, he just needs to have more of a plan, and it just needs to be a little more effective in the offensive zone. And I'm confident he can do something like that because we've seen such a steep curve in terms of his development over the past couple of years. I mean, going into this year, the nine points in 36 games, you look at that and you're like, eh, whatever. But he, those nine points, I mean, how many posts did he hit? How well did he play? I think he had two points in six games, seven Six games in the playoffs against Boston, but how many chances did he get? How many breakaways did he miss? Yeah, like for sure. So if he can bury a couple of those, I mean, he goes from a forty-point guy to a 55, 60 sixty-point guy, no problem. If you had to pick one of the following guys that you think would make the least of this group: Kenny Agostino, Nick Shore, Pontus Aberg, and Nate Batten, which one would you pick? I feel like one of those guys is probably going to make it on the fourth line. Probably. Um, I mean. 
in terms, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm watching the Marlies a lot. I'd like to see one of the younger kids get an opportunity there. Uh, someone along the lines of Timoshev, hopefully he improves and is able to do something there. That He's got a lot of physical ability to him. But out of those guys that you mentioned, I'd hope to see Nick Patan just because I think his ceiling's a lot higher. I, I, he's still 24, which isn't the youngest age, but he's he's put up numbers like no other. He's put up way better numbers than those other guys. I mean, Pontus Aberg, sure, in Sweden, he had some promising years. But Decent year with Anaheim last year. I know they traded him, but 19 points. He was getting scratched, though. I know. It was a little... Cons- I mean... It's something, was, so there's obviously something up with him. You look at how many... He's a good skater, though. He he's a very good skater, and, and I think that's what you need yeah. We're splitting hairs at the end of the roster, but it's, it's worth mentioning. I mean, if I... Th- I I'm going to say, in terms of guys who are going to be in the lineup consistency, I think... Pontus Aberg out of that group okay. is most likely consistent. I think Aberg or Patan as well. Yeah. So do you want to look at the defenseman now? Yeah, let's take a let's take a shift down here. It's gonna be Riley Barry or Muzzin Barry. Um Muzzin and Barry have actually played together. I, I think it was Nick D'Souza on Twitter that was uh was posting videos of them together. I think it was twenty fifteen World it's, Championships. Yeah. And it looked really good. I mean Muzzin isn't the quickest first step guy, but he's He's a hell of a defenseman, very long reach, can still produce offensively, and I think the combination of him and Barry would be very good, uh, or even Riley Barry. I mean, you hate to see Riley be paired with another absolute tire fire of a defensive partner. I mean, you look at the past, I mean, Ron Hainsey, I don't even want to go further than that. Ron Hainsey and company, we'll call it, so... You do hope to see we, we I would like to see what Riley can do with a capable defense partner, but I think it's gonna end up shaking out to be Muzzenberry in the end of the at the end of the day. I like that dynamic. I think so too. Yeah, I think we were a little hard on Kyle Dubas about the Cody Cease thing, but he needs to he deserves credit for the Muzzin acquisition because this team would be significantly worse if they didn't have him on the back end for this season. Oh yeah. Picking up a guy at last year's deadline who had another year of club control. Before last year's deadline. Right, exactly. Like, before last year's deadline, plus he had another year on his contract. I mean, that's a huge pickup. And it's, again, look at this defense core without him. There would be a huge, huge hole. He is by far their most trusted defenseman in the defensive zone. I thought he played terrific in the playoffs last year. I think he's going to be terrific for us again this year. He's a sidestep, too. I know. And I think that pairing of of Muzzin and Barry is going to be really good. When Dermott comes back, do you think... There's a possibility they try Riley with Dermott? Um, I mean, Dermott's been playing. He's been practicing. He's been getting a lot of minutes on a Well, not a lot, but a decent amount of minutes on the right-hand side. So that could be very interesting there. I was thinking maybe even uh, we try Dermott and Muzzin or Dermott. Yeah, Dermott, yeah. Riley. Try and move Dermott, obviously, up into the top four. Will it happen? I mean, I, I hope Mike Babcock just... A blood vessel bursts in his head when he's yelling about Cody Cece on the ice. And then by the time that Dermott's back in the lineup, he has no choice, not only for the team, not only for the place in the standings, but for his health, his own good health, that he has to move Dermott up into the but top you just four. Know Mike Babcock's going to see Cody oh, Cece so show up, work hard every day, and he's going to be, he's going to love him. And you know it's going to happen. Absolutely. Sausage. I have, I have a recommendation. So let's say, I think we assume Dermot, he, he might miss a little bit of time to start the year, or they'll probably ease him back into the lineup. That bottom pair, 
Tell me why they don't at least try Sandin and Lilligren on that bottom pair. Your top four is four veteran defensemen. They will take up most of the minutes and most of the hard minutes. Why not give those guys a little taste Even and see what we got? Exactly. Even Someone, I don't want to see Ben Harper. Sorry, I don't. I don't want to see Martin Marinson. We've seen those guys. Give oh. these kids a chance. Even if you got to send them back down, that's fine. But give him a chance. And you know, maybe one sticks for the rest of the year. What do you think about that as a I parent? hate Martin Marinson. Martin Marinson <laughs> needs to be shot into the moon. I mean, probably a nice guy. I'm not. This is no judge of his character, but I do not want to see Martin Marinson on our blue line anymore. Obviously, it's the most exciting. If you were running this team as an NHL 20 team, yes, you would be putting Sandin in there. You would be putting Lilgren in there. Um, Sandin, I mean... I saw someone complain on Twitter today, like, oh, he's only 19, he's not ready yet. But, I mean, how, he was playing twenty. He was playing top pairing, top power play for the Marlies, and they went all the way to the conference finals in the AHL. And he, he just, he's a very smart player, and that's what allowed him to excel going from junior to pro this year. And he's a pretty good skater as well. So, it, would it surprise me? I think only very slightly to see him... Uh, get that left-handed defenseman spot there. In terms of the right spot, I mean, I think we are going to see someone that, uh, like yeah, one of those, yeah, one of those bologna sandwich type of players there in Justin Hole, Martin Marin. Hopefully it's Justin Hole, so they give him a shot at least. Poor guy yeah. was scratched. He was a healthy 17. I think he played 11. I think he played 11. Which is, which is tough. So, you know, he grinded. He deserves a He was chance. the new Frankie Corrado. But the thing is, those two guys next year with our, with the, Likely that we're for sure losing one of Muzzin or Barry. Maybe both of them. Hopefully we keep one of them. Yeah, those we'll One of those two, if not both of them, are going to need to be ready for the next season. Exactly. For we're already talking about 20. But I'm just saying, it would be valuable <laughs> to get them that experience now, even in a limited capacity. Of course. I mean, uh, 100% they should both be tasting. I mean, both are first-round picks, and I mean... You saw the smirk that uh, the Kyle Dubas had on his face before he drafted Rasmus Sandin uh, in 2018. That's his guy. So he's going to get every opportunity possible. Timothy Lilgren, I mean, I didn't see him take the step I would have liked to last year. But I still think there's a lot to like about his game and a lot to like about his potential. And a whole healthy summer, hopefully he's able to you know, show that in camp. He's able to show up to camp and make the Leafs training camp have a tough decision in terms of who is who's staying and who's going back to the Coca-Cola Coliseum. So, I but think, the positive is that our uh, we look to have the best decor it's better. we've had in it's a, a long time. lot better. Really Holy good. moly! I I don't know what I was gonna do if I had to see Nikita Zaitsev or Ron Hainsey with the puck on their stick, or even Roman Polak. Oh, when those guys got the puck on their stick. It was like both of their wrists were broken because they could not make a tape-to-tape pass for their life. It was an icing or it was off the glass and out. Off the glass and out, sure. If you're an absolute dust show, you're at the end of your career and you're just trying to hold on in the NHL, sure. If you're playing 20 minutes a game, that is 100% for a playoff team. Yeah, for sure. That's 100% unacceptable and should not be happening We should be seeing definitely less of that this year. Oh, 3,000%. In terms of the power play units, I mean, I just can't wait. One guy that I ha- we have not mentioned at all, I think Andreas Janssen is yeah. in to surprise a lot of people. You think he's going to get that top power play spot, right? He's Look. slotted temporarily in there right now, but I think like 
just bringing up the numbers. I'm going to pull them up, the exact ones right now, but his projection in terms of how well he's improved over the past couple of years, I mean, I was almost ready to write him off at the first half of last year because he was in the AHL, wasn't putting up great numbers. I was hoping a little bit more would come out of him, but he has skyrocketed ever since. And I mean, since being, he was a healthy scratch, I think, once at the beginning of the year, which made no sense. Classic back off, but put someone dumb in there anyways. But 43 points playing 1340 a game and only six of them being power play points. I mean, that's something to look at right there and go, wow. I mean, Kasperi Kapanen, in comparison, was not... He was playing 16-37, and he had 44 points. Yeah. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind that Janssen has much higher offensive upside than Kapanen. They're both good players in their own right, but... He has a more well-rounded... I like Kapanen skating more, uh, but... but I'm, I'm saying, let's say, just talking about offensive production. Who do you think could... Like, I'll give it to you this year. Who gets more goals and points, Janssen or Kapanen? First, first jerk reaction. I'd 100% say Janssen. Yeah. But I mean, you, we are by saying that we are kind of looking past the fact Janssen is two years older than Kapanen. I agree. I'm just saying. I think Janssen is going to have a great year this year. I think the way that he plays is able to complement the top six a lot better than I what Kapanen's able to do, and so just he's able to be very good. I don't want to say placeholder because that makes him seem very replaceable, but like. His knowledge of the game is a lot more. His hockey IQ is a lot more. And he's got a little jam to his game. Yeah. Too. He, he'll get in the corner. He'll he'll be the puck retriever that exactly. Mike Hancock likes. Exactly. And I think that's where that's where he'll excel. I mean, he got some decent minutes in the playoffs last year. 16-07. We saw him with Matthews a little bit. So We saw him on that first power play when Cadres only scored. scored a, I believe he scored one or two goals on the power play. Maybe one power play, one even strength. But... Yeah, he he was uh, he was good in that one. I think he's going to be good again. I mean, if if we're going to go into over unders for this year's totals for the Leafs players, I would say hop into those now. If you want to, let's hop into it right now. I think we're talking Janssen. He had twenty goals last year, forty three points. I think this year we're looking at twenty five to thirty goals and fifty to fifty five, maybe even sixty points. Maybe that's the first bold prediction of the year. But if he gets that first power play spot and he plays with Matthews and Nylander, I think we're looking at twenty five goals and fifty five points. 25 goals. All right, we'll mark it down. Andreas Janssen, I don't want to... I almost don't want to agree with you on this one, but yeah, I think that's a that's a very accurate pro- uh, projection. Um, I think, like, he's obviously going to get more playing time. His per six, I mean, 1340 and 43 points. That's it's incredible. I mean, 1340 is, like, low-end third line. Yep. And to get 43 points out of that, that's... Incredible. So, to say twenty-five goals, I think at the beginning of the year he's gonna, we're going to see him get a lot of opportunity. Obviously, maybe see him with Tavares a little bit. Who knows? I mean, right now is a pretty interesting time in terms of like, ooh, who could go where, who could yeah. do what? Because the, Tavares has no line mates yeah, that are signed, exactly. that are healthy, that are and that are signed. So, let's see who he. Uh, brings up this year. That'll be quite interesting. So Janssen will go f- up from last year, 55 points, 25 goals. I'm going to put him at... Yeah, I'm going to agree. We'll call it... Yeah, unfortunately. Hate to agree. But yeah. Okay. We'll start from the top there. So we've done Janssen. Let's go Mitch Marner. Um, we'll go points per game in terms of him because I'm a little... 
a little spooked by that. I mean, you like to stay optimistic, but 1.14, I, I do. I think he's be down a bit from 1.14. 1.146. I think I think he's going to be down a bit as well in terms of even strength points, but I think if he plays a full year, he'll probably score more than 21 points on the power play this year. I mean, if you look at most of the guys who were in the top That's true. 10 to 20 point totals for the NHL this year, they are a lot higher than that, especially the Tampa guys. The Tampa guys are at 40 to 50 power play points, right? Yeah. So... I mean, I think I don't think he's gonna have as many. I think he had seventy even point strength points last year. I don't think their line's still gonna be good. I don't think it'll be that effective. I think they got a little bit of luck on their side with the on ice shooting percentage of that line. But I think the even strength points go down a bit. But the power play points, I think, if it's as effective as it has the potential to be, I think he should be closer to thirty power play points yes. this year. So I'm gonna say he's almost exactly on that number. I'm gonna say ninety to ninety five points again this year. Ninety to ninety five on a full. That's on a full season. Full season. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, 70 even strength points last year. One thing that was underrated, his his penalty kill game was awesome. Terrific. That was so much fun to watch him yeah. and Kasperi captain. Hopefully we get to see that a lot more. Um, in terms of, I mean, I just get a little scared and I was a little, because of what uh, Nylander came up and did. I mean, if he didn't, I don't, I 100% say, don't say that he shit the bed. I mean, Nylander just had... A lot of bad luck, and I mean, it was in, in Toronto. Whole the wolves, the wolves yeah. were out. Yep. It did look like he lost a little bit of weight from when he came back, but I mean, eh, whatever. What can you do? He got apparently he went on uh, a little Jenny Craig. He had the money to do so, so uh, yeah, I was happy to see him back. But Mitch Marner, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna go down from. Uh, 94 from the year before not by much uh over an 82 game season i'll say 76 still a solid year i think a guy like that is still very, very good year you can you can fluctuate 10 to 20 points each year i mean we've seen it i think Patrick a lot Kane, better Giroux, those type of guys yeah a lot better playoffs yeah, though good. again hopefully he signs i mean hopefully we'll see. if he does not i don't know i think they're gonna riot and then we'll riot after we win. It's just going to be one big riot in Toronto. That plug was by uh, t- Tourism Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, John Tavares. 47 Genos with 41 uh, assists. Uh, on the power play, I mean, we haven't even brought up. The power play last year just went through such a slump that it really did affect a lot of these players. I mean, it to did. start the year, it was, it was automatic. Yeah. It was automatic, no problems. But... Just like it just it was the same thing and everyone knew it what it was going to happen so hopefully that issue doesn't arise again uh but John Tavares will run him 88 points last year 10 power play goals nine assists with 37 even strength points holding 32 even strength assists and playing 1905 a game what I mean think? Tavares is stud he's a horse for us I don't know if he's going to put up 88 points again this year. I'm going to say Closer to 80, I'll say maybe 35 goals, 45. Six. He's going to be great again, though. That guy's a horse, plays a 200-foot game. You know what you're getting from him every single night. So happy to have him on this team. Oh, just because he doesn't equal – his production last year was terrific. Just because he has slightly less doesn't mean – doesn't really make a huge difference. I'm going to go a little less for the purpose of this game, but he's a stud. Not, nothing else to say. He's a stud. You're going so down to – I'm going to say closer to 80 points. I'm going to say 35-ish goals, 45 assists. All right, closer to eighty. Say eighty-two. 
For me, I'm going up from that. I'm going to say wow. he... I'm going to say, like, dead even at 88 again. I mean, he's not going to be playing with Mitch Marner to start the year, sure. But that doesn't mean he's playing with no scrubs down there. He can play with anyone. He's, and he's, he's elevated so many wingers in his career. He could... He's a stud. He's a straight-up stud. So happy we signed him. And I think, I think, yeah, on the power play, I think he's going to get a couple more than 10 power play goals. I mean, Matthews had 12, and he played 14 less games. So I think that's what's going to save him this year. A little bit less on the even strength side, more on the power play. Uh, next up, then, as speaking of him, Austin Stashews. Stash, Stashews. Stashews. Sporting, uh, I don't even know what that is on his face. I mean, anything looks good on that kid. What a stud. Holy. He's going to look so good until his hair just hairline runs off the top of his head. And he starts. Yeah, it is. I mean, it took Stephen A. how many years to, for it to start getting noticeable? And his is, dude, you're 21. Oof. So I'll let you go first. Rogaine. What do you think? Um, from Austin Matthews, I think I'm going to go, go up. So 73 and 68. I'm going to go up from there. I think, what would that be? So 73 and 68, um, 1.07 points per game. I think he's going to be closer to, I think he's going to hit 90 this year, and he's going to be health. This this is one we got to gamble on in terms of, do you think he's going to play a full 82 this I do, year? I, think, I do think he will. I do think this is the year he will. Over 76? Yeah, I think so. Over 76 games. Okay. Not only that, I have a, I have a bold prediction. Go. Cool. And I'm gonna, go, gonna... I'm gonna go. Nine, I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna go ninety. Ninety. Okay. Ninety-two. Ninety-two points. Forty-three goals. And this is not even a homer pick. This is truly what I think. I think he scores fifty-five goals this year. Wow. He wins the Rocky Richard, and he's around hundred points. I think he he is so close to absolutely bursting through to the absolute elite in this league right there with Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby and Mason McKinnon. But I'm telling you, he's ready to break out. He, right. he is one of the five best players in the NHL. Maybe one of the two best players in the NHL. When he gets his 20 minutes game this year that he deserves from Mike Babcock, 55 goals, he's winning the Rocket this year. Place your bets on it right now. I'm gonna, that's, that's what I'm saying. Over 100 points. Who's the last Leaf to get 100 points? That's a great question. Probably Matt Sundin. Now we just look dumb. It's probably Matt Sundin. Look it up. Anyways. 1848, never forget, game seven. But I'll try to forget. Thank you. So, moving one down, uh, Morgan Riley just exploded. I think we both are going to say he's like, going to get less than 72. Oh, 100%. So, last year, he had a total of, I mean, only tw- 21 power play points is not... But 20 goals for, for a guy who does not goals. have the best, His the, shot the best shot or the hardest shot. He got His a lot of so weird in terms of the goals. I, I think we're going to look, you'll probably be closer to 10 goals. I mean, shooting percentage, 9% last Which year. Which is high for a defenseman. 3.3 the year before. Yeah, I'm going to so say he's, he's going to have another great year, I think. He's a, he's a good defenseman, good kid, great great in the room. I think we're looking at 10 goals, 40 assists, 45. I'm going to say, say around 53 50, 50, points. 50, I was going to give him 52. So, yeah, we'll call it 50. Yeah, around there. Uh, I mean, Morgan Ryan, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he's uh, if he's captain. I would. Yeah, you I think, think over Matthews? I, I really like Morgan Riley. He's been there since, I mean, the dark days. Uh, he's I, such a 
is just such a good kid. She's got a lot. I agree. There's I not a lot. Still, I still think that's <laughs> a good kid. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah, 53, 52, same as he did was the year before because that 20 goals has got to go down, especially with a shot like his. I mean, 3.3 to nine, like that. Uh, it's it's mathematically improbable that it's going to be a snub for the Norris nominations. I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody sure. was awesome, but. Uh, Shout out, shout out Giordano winning, huh. winning the Norris. Oakville, Ontario. Okay. Now there was a steep drop-off. The, we go from 72 points to 44 in Kasperi Kapanen. 20 goals, 24 points, 17 even strength goals, and just three power play points. So that was a little... I mean, as I mentioned, his, his game is very straight line. I mean, I think he'd score like 300 points in the KHL. Just with the like, just how good his speed is, but can he take another big step as we've seen him do it? So forty-four points. What do you think? I'm gonna go under. Actually, I think he's gonna under be, forty. I think he's gonna be at forty-one points this year. Forty-one. And I think less than twenty goals. Less. It'll still be an effective year. He'll be good, good shorthanded for us as usual. He'll be an effective third liner. Really? Yeah. But I just don't. I don't think he's going to take that jump to be the 55, 60 point guy that some guys, some people are expecting him to do. I really don't. Yeah, I think. Yeah, hopefully he can get to sixty points. I just look at how much he's improved year after year. I mean, you look at him when he came over to the Leafs. He was supposed to be that top guy at the World Juniors. He wasn't even that. He was kind of eh, zero points, nine games. And people were saying, okay, we could trade him for whatever. Uh, I was thinking a little more than a second, I was thinking at that time. And then he just took another step, and he was an absolute horse for the Marlies. I remember watching him play. It was the season that he got called up to the Leafs. Just seeing the energy that he brought. He had a disallowed goal and a goal. Just seeing him chirp guys up and down the ice. the, The animosity that he brought on his goal was incredible and I think I think he's going above that. I'm gonna say 50 53. We're gonna go a little bit below Janssen, but I think he's going up. Alright, interesting. I think he okay, would definitely, I'm putting him right at Janssen. I think 55. he would definitely benefit if Marner was if, not on the team. Of so. course. I mean yeah the opportunity he's gonna get. I mean his his line mates just the jump from the second line to the third line on this team is it's pretty big. It's it, not to say our third line is bad, but Going from Janssen, Matthews, Nylander, or like that's our 1B, and 1A being Hyman, Tavares, Marner, but to Trevor Moore, Kerfoot, and then Kapanen. It's a big difference for sure. It's a huge difference, just the guys that are distributing the puck there. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully those guys aren't out too long, but I think Kasperi Kapanen, and obviously Andres Janssen, will be the biggest benefactors from those guys sitting out, obviously. So I went 55, you went 41 on Kasperi Kapanen. What about Tyson Berry, newcomer on D? We'll throw him in, him in there. So year, 59 points. 59. And in then the year... Games? The year before, 57 and 68. What there do you we think are. for him this year? Um, I mean, I think it's going to be a tough transition as it is for a lot of defensemen. We, we saw it with... Jake Muzzin, we've seen it with. I mean, Eric Carlson took a little bit get, to get going in in San Jose there, and then he went what eleven points in a row, eleven games in a row with a point. What an absolute joke that guy is! Oh, lovely hair too. But we're talking about Tyson Cavsberry. 
here. I think he's going to go a little bit lower than... I mean, the 59 just seems so manageable because we had a defenseman that had 72 last year. And you're you're put on the... I mean, not to say Colorado's power play was... I mean, it was also just an absolute wagon. So, I mean, I want to say down from 59 because of the slow start that he's going to have to start the year. But, I mean, just with... Just putting like put him on the power play and give him a broomstick. I think he's gonna go above fifty nine. So for Tyson Berry, I'm I'm saying sixty five. Wow, I'm going sixty five. Ton of power play. Prediction. I just don't again. I don't know who's gonna be on that first. Even on even play. strength. Even I, in, I, even I, strength. I think his even strength points. I agree, are but I think it's time. just hard to predict a defenseman to score that many points. I respect. It is the tough to predict a, a predicament, it. but like I just love his skill and just. As I said, I mean, put this, put a scarecrow out there on defenseman for the first power play. I agree. For, for I mean, first line. He just. Uh, I'm going to say 55 points, though, a little lower. Still going to be great. Still going to have a great year. I think he's going to be terrific in the playoffs, too, 55. just like he was this year for Colorado. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to go a little lower. I think that's a little ambitious. 55. He's going to need He's gonna need more than 55 if he's going to get that uh, 9 mil that, that, uh, Biz wants him <laughs> that his, his pretend agent wants him to be at. But okay, so I went sixty-five. You went fifty-five. You think down in power play points or down in even strength? Uh, depends. I think probably, I think probably down a little in power play. I'm just not sure he's going to be on that first power play. We'll see. We'll see, right? That'll be interesting. Yeah, I think about even on power play. I think he'll be up, up, up on even strength. I'm big on this guy. I really like him. Um, you want to continue on defense? We'll go to Jake Muzzin. Yeah, I think Muzzin's going to have another great year. I, I thought he was, again, I, I'm probably the biggest Jake Muzzin fan all the time. We, we, have a little, we have a little snippet on the on the Instagram. Yeah. He, he, he pumping his tires. I'm a big fan. I think, again, he's just a, a really good player. Solid guy. I, I think a full year in Toronto is going to do him, do him well, too. I think, uh, I think we're actually looking. I'm going to say he gets a career high in points this year. I'm going to say he gets 43 points. 43 up Which is 40. a career high. Yeah. I mean, nothing crazy, but he's just a solid player. Really is. Great first pass out of the zone. Good hockey sense. Tough guy to play against. Throws the body. I mean, and he probably had, I think, the most underrated play in the playoffs last year in game five with well. that pass to Matthews for that one timer to make mm-hmm. it 1 nothing in that game to break that oh, game. That was, that was just a terrific play. I'm a big fan of his. I, I just, I'm just going to enjoy him on the Leafs while we still have him. I'm going to knock you down. There was a couple unfortunate incidents that he was involved in in the playoffs that made him look a little club foot. You know what? When you play against Bergeron, Marshawn, and Pasternak, and I thought he did a good job against those guys too, especially playing with Zaitsev, so... I think he's going to about, uh, about hold the same as last year in terms of his production with the Leafs. And he was 16-30, and 30, and then 21-50 and 50 with LA. I'll call it even at 41 Okay. So a little bit less than you, but I, I again, I mean, there's going to be a lot of minutes eaten by Jake Mazin. Over oh, 21, so like at least 21. Oh, I for mean, sure. No doubt about that. Uh, then we're going to go into, I mean, it's tough to predict Hyman. I don't what know. Alex Kerfoot? Back. We'll go Alex Kerfoot. Uh, Two pretty similar seasons points-wise. I believe he was 43 and 42 points. Yeah, I, I think a lot less in terms of, Playing, I mean, fourteen fifty three last year. I think he's going to be about the same there. I think down, down, you think down, down, like thirty one. Wow, 
Really? Not to knock him, just I don't think he's going to get the, minutes. the looks, the minutes, the line mates. Like, I, I I just don't have a great feeling about his production. I agree. But I actually think I think Leaf Faithful is going to fall in love with him, though. Yeah, I agree. I think, with I, I think he'll be effective, but I don't think he'll score that many points. I think, I, I agree. I think, I'll say 38 points this year. 38. I really, it's, he's going to be on the second power play. He's, yeah. uh, Pro, again, like you're probably right around 14, 15 minutes. I, I, 12. I think he'll be very shooting percentage. Yeah. Like 15 goals on 12.9 shooting. Down yeah. from 23.5. Which is completely unsustainable. But yeah. again, he leveled last year. I think the last guy we should touch on is probably the most controversial Toronto Maple Leaf, and that's William Nylander. I mean, I think we both don't even need to say this. We both think he will have way more points than he had last 25. year. I mean, yeah. That's, that's for sure. How many points do you think he has this year? Um, I'm going to set the over-under at 61, as that was his previous totals for the past two seasons before that. 100% saying he's not getting 27 and 54. Um, I don't know. Maybe. What if? Do you think it would be out of ludicrous to say that he plays third-line center this year? We did say it in the playoffs. It wasn't wow. the prettiest thing ever. Wow. We did I, see it last year, but that's one thing we haven't brought I up. I think he needs to play with Matthews. I just think that'll be just mutually beneficial for both of them. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he gets 72 points this year. I really think he's gonna 72. have a great year. I think he's gonna have a great year. A lot of even strength points. Hopefully, he gets sprinkling on that power play. I don't know where. Maybe change things up a bit. Him and him and Yonten split that fourth forward spot on the power yeah. play. Even though he's a right shot, and I know Babcock likes a left shot in that little high slot tip yeah. area. But hopefully they figure it out to get him in there somehow. The thing that about Nylander that I think is has been... He's struggled with so far is he has such a good shot. He really does, but he just can't really score. Good. He misses the net Same thing with Kapanen. It's tough. He shoots it so well. Like You see some goals where he just rips it. He had a hat trick against Boston a couple years ago where he scored three... Absolutely nasty goal. So I think his career shooting percentage right now is at 9.8. A player with that wow. talent, is, that's not going to continue. Even the two years he had 61 points, he was at 10% goal year. I think he's going to have a little bump. I think he's going to shoot 12, 13%. I think he's going to shoot the puck more too, which is what I'd like to see from him. Better shot selection, but more shots. Hit the net. Get it on net more. I think that's going to be stressed to him this offseason as well. I think we're looking at 72 points. Cheers, coach. Um, 72. And 30 goals. I'm going to give him 30 goals, too. I almost want to... I've seen someone throw around the numbers in the 80s. I think that's being a little... It's a little optimistic. optimistic. Especially if he doesn't play on the first power play. Oh. Nobody touches 80 points in the NHL without playing first power play, right? Not so, at all. And um, I mean, everyone loves William Nylander. He's a yeah. great kid, great player. I think 80 is a little ambitious. Though. But hey, if he gets first power play minutes, who knows? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I mean, stick with seven. It was also someone that was commenting on the uh, the World Championships highlights, where he's just making everyone look like uh, he was unreal there. D yeah. League men's league. Up the there. talent's there. Everyone knows the talent's there, and I think oh yeah, his, the, he he had his disaster year. It could not that have was. gone worse for him <laughs> last year. He's gonna come back and he's gonna play well. That's like saying this year's gonna. I mean, last year was his. I mean, I don't even know what the parallel I was gonna throw out there, but yeah. Um, I'm gonna say big bump. I'm gonna go to eighty. Wow! I'm gonna say huge. eighty on the dot. I know. I know a little, with that one. Yeah, but um, 
I don't know. I was thinking 65, hopefully a little bit more than 61. But, like, when you hit 61 twice, I was hoping that his second year actually was going to be his breakout year. I was really big on him in fantasy, and he just didn't hit it. He was a little streaky at times. But, and then last year, obviously, I think just out of out of the ashes, he, he emerges. So I'm going to go 80. You're going 72. Uh, anyone else that you think is worth putting in there? I think we both probably think Trevor Moore is going to have a little bit of a better year. Probably looking... In terms of think, points. In terms of points. I think I, last year was still sure. very good. I think if you look at Connor Brown had 29 points in 82 games last year. Something I think like more that. in the same type of role moving up and down the lineup kind of. I think he'll be around 30, 35 yeah. points. Yeah. I mean, a little bit more skill For sure. than Connor Brown. Um I think he throws the body a little bit more. For sure, I'm just saying. Connor Brown was a sneaky, did not throw the body at all. At all, yeah. It was almost that Mitch Marner, William Nylander pace, and he was supposed to be a grit guy. Like, how much grit are you providing by stick checking everyone, bud? But how how many did you say? I think I think I'm going to go 31 points for sure. 31. Um. Yeah, I'm going to say I'll go under. I'll go same thing as Connor Brown last year with a 29. Okay. Uh. It's just it's, it's tough. It's tough to get points when you're not in that that prominent role. I mean, we're not when you're not getting the looks, you're not getting the touches. But I mean, we did see Janssen. Janssen wasn't getting any of that last year, and look what kind of year he put up. Surprised the hell out of everyone. Um, you want to move in? I mean, it's going to be tough to predict the third pairing defenseman kind yeah. of thing. Cody CC. Um, hopefully, he's waived. Cody CC, you think he's going to play the full year? If I had to say as of now, <laughs> I do. I actually do think Obviously, he's going to yeah. play the full year. So <laughs> under, 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 over under on games? I'm going to say he plays the full year. He'll be whatever, 20 I'm hoping, points. Yeah, you too. Just, yeah. Uh, honestly, just be decent. He just needs to be decent. Get the puck right? out. Glass exactly. and out, pal. Uh, one other guy I want to bring up we didn't mention at all. He's not even on like, this lineup. What do you think of Ilya Mikhaev? I've seen so much hype on Leafs Twitter. Think, it makes think, no sense. I, I don't even think it's hype, warranted. A lot of hype. Is it even guaranteed he cracks the top 12? Like, I've seen people project him with Matthews, which is completely insane. And that's in going to be opinion. a guy when you come over from Europe like that at that age, you got to see him in action. you got to see him in the yeah. preseason. Like, it's hard to predict. 100%. I think, yeah, it is hard to predict. I mean, I just want to bring up some things that'll, that just knock him down back to earth. I mean,. Sure. Last year, he played on... I'm going to need the, the name in front of me. I'm going to butcher the hell of it. Avangard Omsk. Last year, he played there with Taylor Beck. If you remember, Taylor Beck, very good in the AHL. Couldn't really crack the NHL. And that's a key thing. Could not crack the NHL. Cody Franzen was on the team, too. But Taylor Beck outscored Ilya Mikhaev when Taylor Beck was on Avangard with him. I mean, what Par Lindholm coming into the NHL last year. How skilled was Par Lindholm? He lit up the Swedish league. Right. And this and is not a young guy over. either. I, I believe Mikhaev is a 94 birthday. Yeah. He's, what, 24, it's 25? The, it's not too, too old. But, he's, but this, is not, this is not a guy who's 20, 21, 22. I mean... Not at all. Uh, hopefully he comes in. I, I don't mind taking shots on guys like this. If they hit, they hit. If they Why don't, not? It's don't free. Really it's free. I'm going to look at another one. Miro Altonen, when he came over, he was supposed to push for the fourth line role. He never got called up. He put up 43 points in 64 games in the Marlies, playing with great wingers too. 
there was some skill there, and he came over similar numbers to what Mikhaev had at a similar age, and did not. And he's he's back in Russia. And it's not saying he can't come in and have an effect here. Just no, I, think. I, I just from looking at his style of play, looking at the, the numbers, looking at the weight, temper like, expectations, his his skill level. I mean, yeah, I hopefully he is not with Matthews. That's all I'm. That's all I'm going to throw out there. Uh, do you think he cracks the team out of camp? Oh man, I'm going to say yes. Actually, I think I think he will. I think that yes. some of that has to do with questions about who's going to be there. Okay, an injury as well. So I think I'm going to say yes. Um, I'm going to say yes, but then he goes down. I think so. I, yeah, yes out of camp and then down. Yeah, not a full year. Yeah, same thing here. Put that over there. Okay. To close it, uh, the rest of them, I mean... What about Spezza? I think Spezza... Spezza's a big one we did not do. That's a disrespect to the... Mississauga, Mississauga Ontario. Shout out Native. Lazio Bakery. <laughs> no free plugs. <laughs> I, think, I, I think we're looking, again, similar probably to the last couple of years. I think he'll get second power play time. Probably be pretty good on that second yeah. power play, actually. Especially if Nylander's on there, too. Kerfoot, Kapanen. It's a pretty solid four on a second power play. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I think we're looking at. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say exactly the same as last. I'm gonna say 27. 27 I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say he scores 15 goals though. 15 goals yeah, though. That's gonna be a little okay. goal prediction. I know he's not really. He's more of a passer, especially this yeah. stage. I'm gonna give him 15 goals though. Yeah, a little bit of a tough, uh, tough hair situation there too. Unfortunately, um, I mean, he hasn't been playing a ton. He wasn't playing a ton in the last two years in Dallas. He's going to play it's, a lot this year. It's a lot year. more skill being brought to the fourth line there. And, and, I mean, I wish Tyler Ennis was there on that fourth line with him there, too. I mean, imagine Ennis, Moore, and then Spezza in the middle there, as opposed to Freddie Gauthier hitting line up for, Bracco. Bracco pushing it from... You tell me those guys can't put up a lot of good shifts. No, Bracco, I mean, those guys put in a lot of hard work in the corners, and I don't think Bracco can do that. That's the that's the issue. Bracco's going to have to be played like over sixty percent. The, the thing about Spezza that I, I think will benefit him a lot is how good he's been on faceoffs his whole career. Yeah. You know, my backup will love that. He'll get a lot. His of, skill, his skill will. Yeah. He's just got to adapt. I mean, it's to a good you. sign. You're a fourth line player now. You really got to embrace that and like. I'm all I'm going to say is I was a little bit more of an open mind for Bracco on that fourth line. Yeah. Bring a little bit of a different dynamic. I understand he's definitely not going to play the type of style that Mike Babcock wants. But we've seen it from a couple of different teams in the NHL where they have yeah. younger, a little more skilled guys on that fourth line. I just want to see him on the team, honestly, selfishly. Oh, yeah. Check out check out the highlights and it'll, it'll change your world, not sure. just your mind. So, Jason Spetzer, you're going 27 points again. I'm a little more optimistic. I'm going to say 35 nice. points. Um 15, uh, maybe around 12 goals. A little lower on goals, but I think 35 points is reachable for him to hopefully not close out his career. But if he is closing out his career, hopefully it's with uh, a little piece of silver over his head. Uh, Last one before... Last one, uh, we're going to go goaltending. Um... We'll just call it the backup. How many games do you think the backup gets last year? Uh, how many think the, how many games do you think the backup gets this year? Sorry, uh, that's another great question. I believe Starts. Anderson started sixty games last year, which means 60, the backup exactly. due to injury. 
Due to injury. Again, too. due to injury as well. I'm going to... Oh, man, it's tough. I'm going to optimistically say our backup plays 20. Whoever that, those players or player ends up being, I'm going to say 25 games this year. 25 games started? Okay. I think that's high, though. I, I think it'll probably oh, end yeah. up being less than that, unfortunately. But optimistically, I hope our backup can give us 25 decent efforts. That's, that's it. Not even good. Decent efforts. Efforts. Ideally, you want to run nine... 10, but I think that's yeah, asking that's too much. I mean, give me, give me 25 games wasn't at terrible. 9, 2 and 3 with a 9-14 last year. Okay showing with the Marlies as well. I mean, 25 you're putting it at? I'll stand pat it. I want to look. I mean, this is going to be tough. I'm, hopefully I'm I'm, hopefully Neuverth did some sort of steroids in, in Czech Republic this past summer. The year before, also I wanted to mention 16 starts. For the backups, that's why I'm going a little lower. I'm going 22. That's probably, Unfortunately, that's probably closer to what it actually is going to be. So. 22. I'm going to put it at... I mean, it sucks. And what about this? Do you think Anderson finally cracks a 920 save percentage on the Leafs? 918, 918, 917. I say no. Just And like it's not a knock on how he, his, him, himself at all. I just think he goes through those dark periods. Yeah. He's It's been with him since the start of his career. And, I mean, he goes through, like, a 10-game stretch where it's not just him. I mean, it's the defenseman in front, the defense in front of him where, the, like, everything goes in the net. And yeah. it's incredible to watch. Just nothing can get stopped. So do I think that 10-game that stretch of complete, horrible, awful, soccer-sized net goaltending happens? I don't think that goes away. I still think he remains around nine eighteen. I mean, which we'll take. I mean, he's solid. You do see it with goalies where they they bust through and they get that nine twenty five year. I just I don't know. We'll put it. At, I'm gonna yeah. I'll say nine eighteen for Frederick Anderson. What do you? Let's say over under nine eighteen. Let's set it at that. You tell me over under. Uh, nine eighteen and a half. We'll set it at. So nine eighteen and a half. I'll go optimistic. I'll say. I'll say over. I'm gonna say nine nineteen. I'm gonna say over too. Just on a hair under nine twenty. Uh, yeah, we'll say a hair under nine twenty. Nine nineteen. Okay. Wow, hard hitting and all. Huh. Very polarizing that one. Um, I think that's about it. A couple of guys. Who are you excited to watch in camp? I mean, again, the, started I, this this bottom of the forward depth mix I'd love to see how that shakes out I mean again I'd love to see Bracco make t- I, would lo- I would love to see him just rip Bracco. it up in the preseason and give Mike Babcock no, no choice because you know Mike Babcock has watched his defensive zone tendencies which are obviously not terrific Great. no and he's he already has written him off I already I know Mike I know Babs that's what he likes so we'll see I hope he just rips it up and leaves them no choice but to give him at least a shot yeah uh I, uh, and I hope Mitch Marner's there at some point. I mean, even if it's game one, <laughs> I just hope watch. he's there. It's been painful. The Twitter has been an absolute tire fire for months. I've had to unfollow a couple people just because it's it's exhausting <laughs> every single day. You're a GTA boy. Why aren't you Every sorry? single day. It's just like... At this you point, I don't want Paul Marner makes no sense. I mean, I just, like, how do you know? It is, fans of passion, I respect that, but I'm just tired of hearing it. I want to see... If he's there, I'll be terrifically excited if he's not there, I'll be a little disappointed, but hopefully yeah. he ends up signing. But let's just get to hockey. Let's go. Yeah. Um, other guys that I'm excited to see. I mean, I, I watched an okay amount of Marlies. I mean, I've been running through those highlights of the playoffs a ton. 
Um, guys that really stood out in the playoffs, surprisingly, Adam Brooks, who plays center and did a hell of a job in the playoffs. I think he had 16 points in 13 games. Same thing with Dmitry Timishov. He was, he was over 90 points in his draft year in the QMJHL. And I was very excited to see him come into the AHL, and he just hit a wall. But he's been slowly but surely improving each year. So it'll be interesting to see those two, of course. And then one other thing I want to point out, before the end of the year last year, Babcock mentioned we're bringing in size. And, I mean, he wasn't talking about Tyson Berry's calves, but I'd like to circle Mason Marchman on there. Good net front presence. I mean, he just has... He has a great work ethic on him. And when you look at his where he came from, I mean, this guy played midget AAA, and then he played in Junior A after that in the OJ, and then he played, I think, two years in the OHL, and then was in after that was in the ECHL and a little bit in the Marlies, and then has now become a decently important part to that Marlies team. So, I mean... If you're looking for size, six foot four, pretty physical guy as well. Who knows? Maybe he can fight his way onto the roster there. And then to close it out, I'm probably missing someone along the lines. Uh, Hollowell, I think, is not ready yet. Uh, obviously, Logan Sandin, but I mean, rambling on about those guys, I forgot who the other guy was. Holy hell, CTE. CTE is in a hell of a condition. Angvall, yes. <laughs> I'd love to see what he can do. Very big center, center and six foot four. Completely bursted onto the scene with the Marlies last year. I think he had 11 points in his first nine games, something like that as well. Um, I mean, fourth line center. I mean, depends how they can shake it up. They could, they could shake up the roster to make that fourth line center position open. And he could play the wings. So we'll see. Hopefully that those guys, the, that Marlies team that's done oh so well the past two years can... Push their way. I think the spot could be open. If we get creative, I mean, Kerfoot's a left shot. I believe Spezza is a right shot. Yeah. You could play those two guys together, and they could form a pretty solid face-off duo on each of their dominant hands. So Exactly. That could end up, they could both end up being on the third line. Who knows, right? So you're right. I think, it, And if that fourth line spot's open, I think we're all kind of tired of seeing Freddie the Goat there, and I would love to see someone like Engel get that shot. So. Shout out to the 2013 draft. Yes. Yeah. All right, we'll see. We'll see. One guy we didn't mention was Jordan Schmaltz, but whatever. He might, he might crack. Along. Yeah, he might do something. Maybe seven, an eighth defense. Seven, eight Maybe eight he takes over the Fra- the Frankie Corrado position. Oh, Who yeah. knows? So the Justin Hole kind of thing. I mean, weren't those all those guys right-handed? Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, thanks for coming in, Josh. No we'll be, we'll be, you'll be back. Uh, probably every episode. Let's get real. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Stay easy.